Know the rules of the game and defer your taxes forever on today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello there and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 50. The big 5-0. What, what? 5-0. Welcome, Levi Oh, hey, my, Ryan. How is my name's it going? Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Levi. And uh, we are here with Champion Hustle. And you know what? We're getting really close to coming up on this year, Mark. So yeah. it's, been, it's been a fun ride so far. We hope that you guys are getting value out of this. Um, you know, write us. Let us know. You'll, you'll see our videos on YouTube and Instagram, any of the podcast platforms. I think you can comment. You can send us an email on our website. Just let us know, you know, what are your favorite episodes? What are your favorite topics? What haven't we covered yet that you might want to hear about? Yeah. Maybe we can bring you an episode very soon on that topic. Absolutely. Or or maybe we have it on our uh, production calendar and we can move it up. Make it yeah. uh, a little bit sooner if it's a topic that's maybe a little more timely for our uh, for our listeners. Because we do this for you guys, right? We're, we're, we want to add value and uh, empower other entrepreneurs in starting and growing small businesses, living the American dream, making things happen. So, so we we appreciate your loyalty, appreciate you sticking it out with us and with our craziness, and uh, and we enjoy you know we enjoy doing this for your benefit and look forward to uh, continuing it moving forward. So, yeah. So before we get started today, we want to remind you guys, you know, recently we. Recently, we had the Make Profits Again Summit, and uh, it was incredible. Four value-packed days of business owners, successful business owners, sharing their tips and secrets, how to take your business and move it forward and make it hyper-profitable. And, uh, you know, that happened. If you're feeling like, dang, I missed out, you're coming to us after the fact and you didn't know about it, well, guess what? You can still get access to it absolutely free. So no cost to you, head over to championhustle.com forward slash summit, and you can get access to that for four days of incredible value-packed training and tips and tricks to really rock your business and take your Champion Hustle to the next level. So head over there to championhustle.com forward slash summit, get yourself registered, and that'll be coming to you in your inbox over the next four days. You're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. So the, the topic of our discussion today is deferring taxes forever. So are we talking uh, just don't pay taxes and you're all good? Is that what we're talking? Uh, no, that is not the Wesley Snipes method. We're not, we're not going for that. Tax evasion will get you in an orange jumpsuit. And, and honestly, I don't look good in, in orange. Orange is not the new black for me. Hey, you can still listen to podcasts in prison, right? Uh, I think you can. So, yeah. so I guess if you end up there, you can still listen to us. So that's yeah. a that's a good sign. Yeah, but we hope that doesn't happen. That's not our goal. Our goal is to do things legally, honestly, and ethically. And uh, you know it, what it really boils down to is if you are receiving some type of money through earned income or through you know through uh, capital gains or you know invest whatever it is that you're doing, you're making money in life. You're going to be paying taxes. And uh, you really should know the tax system if you're paying into it, because like it or not, tax taxes are the number one expense that people have in life. 
Um, and a lot of people don't realize it, but there are actually 97 different classifications of, of taxes in the federal tax code. And so most people, they think, oh, I've got income tax and property tax and sales tax and you know usage tax and food tax and they're a gas tax, right? There are 97 classifications. So, um, so they're, they're so getting, before, yeah. <laughs> before we move any further, um, I, I think we should mention that this is talking about the United States tax code. This is what yes. this is what we're familiar with. This is what we operate in with our business. Um, if you're around the world, uh, you know, consult with your professionals on what those tax codes are and. Ultimately, what we want you to know is if you have to pay into something, shouldn't you know what you're getting? Shouldn't you know what you're involved in? Uh, it, it's kind of like those end user license agreements for every piece of software or platform. You know, there's just tons and tons of information in there and nobody reads it. Yeah. Well, there's tons and tons of information in the tax code and nobody reads that either. But the good thing is have a solid professional in your corner to help you figure out how to make it most beneficial for you and actually do some some future planning in terms of taxes. And if you do that right, you can save a lot of money. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would say if you, you know, if you live or, you know, if operate a business in uh, a country that has uh, more than 97 tax classifications, hey, bring your business over to the US. And if you're in an area that has less than that, let us know so we can move our businesses to where you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. So uh, the other thing to note is uh, in a lot of cases, the uh, people in the U.S. think that there are two tax codes. And guess what? They are right. Yeah. What are those two tax codes, Ryan? Well, most people think that it's, uh, there's a tax, there, you know, a tax system for the wealthy and then a separate tax system for the poor or the middle class. And um, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna burst your bubble today yep. because yeah. we don't believe that that right there is the case no. because the tax code's all written out. You, as long as you know what to do with it, you can take the same advantage of the tax code as anybody else. Yep. As long as you know what to do to get the benefits. Exactly. So it's more of a, a there's two there's two systems: the tax system for the educated and the tax system for the uneducated. And even when you're educated, right, a lot of times in order to be able to take advantage of the, uh, you know, provisions within that tax code, you must be a business owner. And so yep. sometimes we also look at it that way, right, of, well, there's a tax system for employees and then there's another tax system for business owners. So, yeah, right. And, and even then, as a business owner, you've got to know what to do because if exactly. you don't do things ahead of time, you don't get the benefits. So if you're going to be, um, is forced the right word? Coerced into paying into a system? Strong you, <laughs> you should know what you're paying into yeah. and how to use it, not just to benefit the whims of somebody else, but how to benefit yourself, your business, your community. Yeah. It, it, it's a game, right? I mean, the tax game, it, you got to understand the rules. You know the rules. You know the strategies. You're set up properly. You can more effectively win at the game. At the end of the day, you're still going to be paying, yes. But it can be, you know, you can be talking tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in money that stays in your pocket every year 
because of understanding the strategies and doing it correctly. So, well, today, and and this game, the rules are constantly changing. So, yeah. it, I mean, you can spend the time learning it yourself, or have solid professionals that know it. They're going to be in your corner and help you figure out the best ways to navigate the rules as they are changing, and even more importantly, let you know that they did change or yeah. that they will be changing. Exactly, and. You know, and, and we could, you know, we could sit here and we could talk about, you know, our favorite write-offs and, and different strategies as far as tax deductions as business owners. Um, that's not really I think the we focus. Already, I think we already did some, another yeah. episode on yeah, that. We, and if we, we haven't, maybe we're going to be doing one in coming up in the future. Yeah. But for today, we we're going to focus on a different planning strategy. Right. A couple of, of different things. What's the and, and these might be new concepts that you never even heard of before. So, so check it out. What's the first? What's the first one we want to share? with Yeah. Them? So the first one is is kind of a hot topic right now because uh, you know the the United States president and Congress is looking at making some changes to the ta- to the tax code. Uh, you know they're they're looking at making changes to um, inheritance basis and stepped up basis for inheritances. But another one that they're looking at is the 1031, the section 1031 in the tax code for 1031 exchanges. That's that's pretty commonly known as as what that is is a 1031 exchange. And what is and, uh, what is that? What is a 1031 exchange? So the easiest way to say it is it's something called a like kind exchange. And so, you know, what does that mean? Like kind. The easiest way to think about it is. Uh, you can't go trade stocks for a property and you can't go trade property for stocks because those are two different kinds of investments. So from the, from the tax codes perspective, section 1031 says you can trade property for property and have it count. And potentially, I, I don't even know if you can do this for stocks. I've not heard that done yeah, before sure. with stocks. So again, there are professionals that dedicate their entire business to doing this, and you're going to want to leverage those because without one, you can't take advantage of this anyway. Right. Um, the biggest reason is because if that money touches your hands or your bank account or your pocket or anything, it's void. You cannot take advantage of this. So basically, it has to go to this third-party custodian. You sell a property in our world, right? You sell a property. That money goes to this custodian, and then we'll go to the the purchase of another type of property. And so you want to just make sure that you know you do this the right way. Have that professional because you have to have them anyway. You have to have that custodian that takes possession of the the funds from the sale of a property, because if it touches your pocket, you lose out on the benefit of deferral of taxes. Now, this might change in the future. It might not. We don't know what this is going to look like. Um, but for right now, as of today, this is what the code is. And keep in mind, you know, maybe you've already got properties, maybe you don't, or you're looking at getting properties, but this can be a great way to can you continue to defer taxes on capital gains, specifically with your investment properties. Um, so I looked it up. Yeah, you cannot uh, tax defer with the 1031 exchange directly stocks or bonds. Okay. So I had never heard of it. I just had never researched it either. Yep. So now, now, so with the 1031 exchange, um, so it has to be a like kind of like kind exchange. 
and it needs to be done within a certain time period, right? It's not like, oh, uh, I, I sold this property and then uh, <laughs> well, next year I bought another one and I didn't, right? What, what does that look like as far yeah, as Yeah, so, so it, it actually, it's not, yeah, I mean, you can't just sit there and say, here, custodian, hang on to this cash for me until I'm ready to use it again. Um, there, there is a specific time period. There, there are actually two specific time periods. The first one is called the 45-day time period. And basically, within 45 days of the sale of you know, one of your, your properties, you have to go out and identify one or more properties that you would be exchanging into. That doesn't mean that you have to buy them yet, and that may not even mean that you have to buy those specific ones, but you have to identify some proper, a property or more that uh, is equal or greater value than the property you're exchanging. So, so you can't just exchange it for less and take some cash out and say, hey, I did an exchange, right? It doesn't work that way. So it has to be equal or greater value, and it could be you know, you could be buying or selling an apartment building and buying a bunch of smaller properties or selling a bunch of smaller properties and exchanging it into an apartment building. You know, those are still considered real properties, still like kind exchange. And as long as they are equal or greater value that you're trading into, that's a like kind exchange. Yeah. Sounds so, like you're playing Monopoly. Uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a game of shuffling yeah. Musical properties, perhaps, instead of musical cool. chairs. But uh, you don't want to be holding the property when the, the music stops. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that uh, you know, when, when you're planning on doing a 1031 exchange, that's something that uh, you know, typically would be disclosed in the, uh, the REPC. Um, so you, can't, you, you really need to go into it planning on, hey, we're going to do a 1031 exchange. Yeah. Um, are there any other kind of like considerations or things that that you know people want to keep in mind if they're like, hey, I want to think I want to try doing that to to defer my my capital gains? Yeah, I mean it. It has to be the strategy at the sale of the property because again, I, I mentioned that third party custodian has to be involved in this transaction. So you're going to want to have everything set up with them. You're going to want to have that all worked out through title and escrow and through. Uh, through the agents, disclosure, and all this kind of stuff, but the the second time period that we talked about, we haven't we haven't touched on that yet. That is, you know, we talked about the forty five day period of identifying. You have one hundred eighty days. Now these are the the current rules as of you know when this episode airs in twenty twenty one. Yep. Yep. Um, June June twenty twenty one. Yep. And you know, all this is subject to change. Uh, it, it's under review right now, so it, it very well could change in the future. We don't know what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. But you want to keep a pulse on that if you are looking in the real estate world because this can be a way to kind of defer those capital gains taxes. And, and even eventually, if your kids inherit the prop- property with stepped-up basis under current rules in the U.S., um, they get to step up that basis and to the, the value when they inherit it, and that tax liability is kind of wiped out. So, um, but the second time period is you have 180 days to close on a new property 
or again, you forfeit the 1031 exchange rule. Uh, uh, options, the the benefits of the 1031 exchange. So you got to make sure that you're on top of these time periods. Again, that's why you know we talked about you have to go in knowing that this is your strategy because you have things that you have to do. You've got to make these things happen or you forfeit your benefits. Yeah. Okay. So once again, if 1031 exchanges is something that you're like, ooh, I should be doing this, talk to your professional. <laughs> Figure yes. out, look, look at your situation. Um, you know, the, the, first, the first step in any of these strategies is awareness, right? Understanding, oh, this exists. This is how it works. Cool. Okay. Um, and then, and then dialing it in with the, with the proper individual that can help you, you know, look at the, the details of your situation and say, you know what, this is how we can most effectively apply this strategy to your, uh, you know, to your personal situation and, um, and make it happen. But if you don't even know it exists <laughs> or the benefits of it, it's kind of hard to take advantage of it. Yeah. And, and this isn't about whether you think it's fair or unfair this is the reality. This is what yeah. the tax code is. And that's why we say it's important to understand the rules that, of the game that you're playing. This, I mean, this is a game that you're playing that you don't even have a choice in. Right. So understand the rules so that you can play the game to the best of your ability. And the worst part is, if you don't win, you don't even get a participation trophy. <laughs> or like a ribbon, you know, that says like, great job. You don't even get that. You just get a smack in the face. <laughs> An orange jumpsuit, a set of handcuffs. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, ten thirty one exchange is super, super powerful. Another, um, another one that I want to share share with our listeners today is uh, is that of Sederps. 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 And I know we've joked about that in the past. It's not Sederps. Nobody's going to say that. <laughs> Don't, don't actually say that to somebody. You'll end up looking like a fool. Yeah. We're just messing with you. Sidurp. See, now I'm saying it. <laughs> SDRPs, self-directed retirement plans, um, are, are very, very powerful and can be a, a super powerful tool in, um, uh, you know, in deferring, in deferring taxes. Most people are familiar with you know traditional uh, retirement plans or the most common, right, which is a, a 401k, the, an employer-sponsored retirement account. That is offered uh, typically if you work for a you know medium or larger size company, they'll have some type of a four hundred one k plan uh, available for the benefit of the employees, and um, and so you know they are what they are. Typically, those are invested in in uh, the markets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, things like that. Uh, which we don't have anything against that. We just feel that uh, if you understand investing and if you have more knowledge, um, well, like I said, I don't want to say we feel. We know because <laughs> we experience it because we do it. You're able to uh, really open up and get a lot more options as far as what you can invest in. And the returns that, that uh, we have been able to realize uh, are superior. We'll just leave it at that. We, so, we prefer those. <laughs> so I actually, okay, so, so I still am working as an engineer with a company, uh -huh. have a 401k, right? They recently came out with, um, I'm I'm gonna kind of give a a little spoiler for what you're I think you're gonna get into here in in just a minute, okay. but uh, they just recently came out with a Roth option, even from an employer, which I was like, ooh, wow. that's that's, rare. that's like shiny object right there because yeah. of reasons that we'll get into in a minute. But I actually started putting money directly into Roth. They also let us invest in individual stocks, 
which is a little better than some of the options that a lot of traditional employers will just give you, uh, in my opinion, a, a small selection of poor mutual fund investments. I, yeah. I honestly don't prefer those. Um, it still drives me crazy because I'm looking at that money sitting in my retirement account and thinking, ooh, I could do so much better with this with real estate. Now, the, the reason I say this um, is uh, I have a deal closing today that is uh, going to be a 47% annualized return <laughs> on the yes. money that I put into it. Yes. That's, that's a real deal. Like I just, I just submitted the payoff letter to the title company yesterday and, and not every deal is like that. We just closed another one uh, like three weeks ago that was like an 80% plus return. I don't have the number sitting in front of me, um, mostly yes. because I've been thinking about the numbers of this deal that's closing today. Uh, this, th those returns, I have more control over. I get the decision, I can choose to invest or not. I mean, I know you can do that with, with companies, but you don't have, in my opinion, as much control with investing in companies as you do with real estate in your own company. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, you know, to consider, first off, congratulations, man. <laughs> uh, getting some great returns on those accounts. That's incredible. The uh, what what city is the, the property that is closing uh, today? That is actually in a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, cool. Okay, right on. So out of state, and that's the cool thing, right? You can yep. invest in state, right here in Utah, where we live, or really anywhere. So that is awesome. The with the the self directed retirement plans, um, you know, it's something that uh, you know we our preference is to invest in real estate. You really can invest in, in a lot of things. Really, there's there's some restrictions as far as you know what you can't do, but for the most part, you're very flexible with what you can uh, you know, what you can choose as an investment vehicle. And Super Bowl tickets. I know I know somebody who's yeah. bought Super Bowl tickets in their retirement account. You can't use them yourself, right. but you can buy them and sell them as an, as an investment in your retirement yeah. account. A lot of people Scalable. don't know that. Yeah. And, you can't and buy so, a collectible Ferrari, though. Sadly, no, no collectible cars, no alcohol, no. So, because they don't want you consuming your retirement plan. <laughs> so, uh, with with the the self directed plans, you know the the four hundred one ks are are the most common, like you mentioned, and that you know the, the employers offer IRAs really are so the difference between IRA and 401k the 401k is a plan that is sponsored by the employer whereas an IRA or an individual retirement account is a retirement plan that is simply for you right for an individual the contribution limits are different the IRAs have much lower contribution limits per year of what you can put in um, and then also the 401k is much much higher in order to have a 401k you either have to have a job or you have to have a business where you are the employee, and then there's some different options there that you can do with you know solo, solo 401ks and things like that, um, or a traditional 401k through your own business. But uh, but the thing that we want to focus on today is not that it is the 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 traditional and the Roth. And so there's two classifications of retirement plans. You've got traditional and Roth. So traditional, <laughs> what, what why what, yeah why would um, and there are benefits in in each. So Levi, why would somebody want to contribute 
besides the fact that they're saving for retirement? Why would they want to contribute funds into a traditional uh, IRA or 401k? Um, the only advantage of a traditional versus a Roth is that it's going to defer your taxes. You don't have to pay the taxes now. Yeah. Unless you can think of another one. But that's well, the you, only one I can think of. The money that, the money going in, is it pre-tax or post-tax dollars? It is pre-tax. So so that's what I'm talking about is yeah. it's pre-tax money. You, you're not paying taxes on it up front, but eventually that money is going to come out and you're going to pay taxes then. Right. Yeah. So the money goes in. So you you're you're able to reduce your taxable income because if you if you put in let's say twenty thousand dollars this year and you contribute that to a traditional four hundred one k you will reduce your taxable income by twenty thousand dollars which then depending on your tax bracket will you know decrease your tax liability but you can't put twenty thousand dollars a year into an IRA well that's true you can only put I think it's nineteen five or no yeah an IRA, IRA is six thousand. Is six thousand, but a four hundred one k you personally can do nineteen five. I think is the limit. Yeah, nineteen thousand five hundred total. Like if your company puts additional in, can be what fifty seven, fifty seven, yeah. fifty six, and some change, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's a pretty good chunk of change. So different vehicles, depending on how much money you wanna you wanna sock away into your retirement account, you might want to consider different vehicles too. Yeah, and you can have um, you can have multiple four hundred one ks. You can have multiple IRAs. Mm-hmm. What the limiting factor is is what is your annual contribution limit? Total annual contribution. Yeah. yeah. So if you had one IRA, you could put six k into that, or if you had three IRAs, you could put two thousand into each IRA, right, or whatever. the The important thing to realize is okay. Either way, you're limited to your contribution, your annual contribution, and so you've got to take those funds and invest them into something that's going to allow it to grow much faster than whatever the contribution limit is. And, um, and so by self-directing that, that gives you the freedom to be able to do it. Now, while the, the traditional accounts, be it IRA or 401k, do give you the benefit of the tax deduction now, um, it will grow tax-deferred, meaning as the, as the money grows, uh, let's say this year you had a, an IRA and um, at the beginning or you know the beginning of last year in, in the last 12 months the value in that IRA grows by twenty thousand dollars so you have twenty thousand dollar gain you're not going to pay taxes on that right now you're not going to pay taxes on it until you distribute those funds after age 59 and a half and so it's deferred tax so rather than having to pay a, a portion of that to the government, you're able to keep 100% of the money and continue reinvesting it and compounding it over time. So that's the other big power is the defer the deferment. Um, but so, you will be so paying me, when you take it out. Let me ask you a question. Do you think your tax rate now or when you're 60 plus years old is going to be higher? So this is a really good question because my answer is different than most people's answer or that most financial advisors answers. My answer is my tax rate, my tax bracket is going to be higher when I'm older. But most financial advisors will tell you, they'll say, now um, you wanna take the, uh, the tax deduction now, put it into the traditional, because when you're in retirement, your income is going to be lower than it is now. And so you're, with your income being lower, 
you'll be in a lower tax bracket. And even though you'll, you'll be paying taxes on a higher quantity of money, you'll actually be paying less taxes. And my response to that is, I think that's a horrible idea. Why on earth would I work really hard my whole life to say, you know what, I'm going to work hard so that I can make less money in the future? I think that's ludicrous. I want to constantly be making more. I am building businesses and creating systems now that will continue to make money machines that will continue to scale and grow for the rest of my life, for my children's life, my grandchildren's life. We're building legacies here. We're not like, you got to work smart and hard, not just hard. And um, so I want to be in a much higher tax bracket 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now than I am today. If I'm not going up, I'm doing something wrong. The, so. <laughs> the idea of having a less than lifestyle in retirement for the remainder of your life, that is yeah. like Horrible. insane to me. Yeah. So, so the idea that we would basically work hard our whole lives to have a meager existence till we die That's sad. Is, is honestly uh, a little bit depressing. Yeah. Like that idea, I, I want retirement years, I want, I want right now to be fantastic <laughs> where we go and travel and, and do fun things. Yeah. But especially in retirement, I, at the same time, I don't actually believe in retirement, yeah. uh, mostly because I think I would go insane. And, uh, you know, I, I like to think of the concept of being semi-retired, that I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like I could do absolutely nothing and still be okay but I'm still going to because I enjoy it and I'm passionate about it. That's real purpose behind what you're doing. That is something that you believe is uh, providing value and changing the world. So focus on that, creating something that creates cash flow, creates the lifestyle that you want and lets you enjoy your passion. For sure. Yeah. And I, so I'm glad, yeah, we're obviously, we're on the same page on this, (laughs) but it is different. I mean, that's the exact opposite answer from what most people would tell you and most, most financial advisors would tell you. So yeah, it's our opinion. It's our two cents. Take it for what it's worth. We're not licensed anything. (laughs) So, uh, we just know what we're building for ourselves and want to encourage you to go out and build your dreams and your champion hustle. Yeah. So yeah. Do you, instead of somebody else's. Do you want to be making less in the future or more? <laughs> so that's that's traditional. Uh, the other one is Roth, right? So Roth is um, is is a different approach with a Roth plan. When you when you put money a contribution in, whether it's an IRA or four hundred one k, it doesn't matter. When you put a contribution into one of those retirement vehicles, uh, it is with post tax dollars. Meaning, you know, if I put six thousand dollars into a Roth IRA. I'm not receiving any tax benefit today. I've already paid tax on that income. Yep. So it's not helping me today, but it will grow tax deferred, meaning as it grows there's no tax I mean there's no there's no taxes that will be paid and then it comes out and is distributed tax free. So what? really really with Roth you the comparison I like is when you look at traditional Roth, you say, do you want to pay taxes on the seed, right? If you think of like an apple seed, do you want to pay taxes on the seed or do you want to pay taxes on the tree? So the traditional allows, you're, with the traditional, you're paying taxes on the tree because you're saving on the seed. And with Roth, you're paying taxes on the seed. And then 
it grows and then you well, get like the, the tree and uh, the, the leaves and the apples and everything that comes with it with no tax. So, and that continue to come with it, right? Because yes. the tree continues to produce as long as it's healthy. Exactly. So the Roth, um, so when people look and they're thinking, okay, shoot, you know, in my situation, should I go traditional? Should I go Roth? What should I do? The good news is you can do both. <laughs> you don't have to choose. You can have traditional and Roth accounts and then you can kind of take it year by year. You know, you look and say, hey, you know, let's see how, how has the business performed this year? Where are we at? Obviously consulting with your, you know, your CPA and seeing, you know, doing kind of a, a mid-year review or third quarter review and seeing where you're at as far as revenue and expenses. And then you can adjust accordingly to to what makes sense for you in that fiscal year to say, you know what, let's do 75% into the traditional and 25% to the Roth or vice versa or whatever to be able to give you that correct balance between future tax-free growth and current tax deductions to help offset your liability. Yeah, and I, I, so for me, like I mentioned with my job, I, I actually changed all of my contributions to my 401k even to be Roth contributions. Sweet. So Were you able to do a Roth conversion on your existing 401k? Did they let you do that? No, they haven't let me do that. Um, and a Roth we'll, conversion for, for, we'll guy, for you that. guys, you're like, you're like, what? A Roth conversion is just what it sounds like. You take you a just start paying the taxes. Yep, you take a traditional convert. and convert it to a Roth, yep. and then pay ta- pay taxes for everything. For so, if you had put in fifty thousand dollars into a traditional account, and then you convert it to a Roth, you're going to pay the taxes maybe, on that fifty grand. Maybe thirty thousand or thirty percent of that. Yeah, yeah. Depending on your bracket, yeah, yeah. it could be. So it's a good it's chunk gonna, of change. It's going to sting, but guess what? If the one reason why people do Roth conversions. Um, even if they have a huge bill like that is because they, they may have, you know, they're self-directing their, their plan and they have, uh, an opportunity that comes up, an investment opportunity where they say, you know what, this is going to be huge. So I would much rather pay the, the tax penalty right now before I invest in this, in this, whatever it is that's going to grow. Um, so yeah. And and I mean, important. For example, that that deal that I'm talking about, the last two deals I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You know, those are getting into that, you know, better home run category in terms of returns. Like, if you're crossing that 50% threshold in terms of returns, you're doing pretty dang well on that. Yeah. And and those you might look at and say, hmm, do I want to put that in my own pocket today? Or do I want to put that into my retirement account where I can continue to grow that for the future? So you can look at that and say, hey, I want my best returns to actually go into my retirement account. Yeah. Because now, if, like, for example, uh, 47% return, there's capital gain stacks to that, to my business personally, and I can can do some things to offset that with uh, other tax deductions and things like that. But if it goes into a Roth retirement account where the funds were already there and I have that kind of growth, well, that's tax-free. Forever, oh, yeah, yes. According to current rules, we'll we'll say that. 
Right. Well, and another thing that's, you know, that's interesting too is when you look, you, sometimes people are thinking like, ah, I don't care about retirement plans. I'm young. I'm healthy, right? I'm never going to be old. Uh, yeah, you're going to get old at some point. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is there are also additional um, qualified because you can't take you can't take money out of your retirement account before you're 59 and a half. Otherwise, you pay taxes on the money and penalties, right? A 10% penalty. So it's it's expensive. You don't want to take it out. But there are a couple of exclusions to that. One of those is being a first-time homebuyer. So you can take out $10,000. It's a one-time thing you can do. You can only do it once per, you know, per in your life. You can do $10,000 out towards purchasing a home. And it could be for you or for a family member. And uh, the cool thing is, is who qualifies as being a first-time home buyer? Anyone who has not owned a primary residence in the last two years. So even if you owned a house, sold it, have been renting for a few years, and then you're like, you know what, I'm getting back in. I'm not going to buy. A house. We're going to buy a house again. And you haven't used that, and you had funds, and you're trying to, you know, scrape up for for a down payment. You can take once again. Please talk to your licensed professional for doing this. <laughs> Ryan is not licensed. I just know stuff. Um, you want to make sure, but you can you can do that. You can get the ten the ten thousand out, and that's a qualified uh, you know qualified distribution. And another one, which is really common, is uh, higher education. So you can you yeah. can actually uh, use you know you're you want to go to college, uh, you know get uh, get that degree. Awesome. That's the route you want to take. You can uh, you can tap into those retirement funds, and uh, and utilize those. So that's well, that's and, a really powerful thing. And if we want to get creative, you know, certain retirement accounts may let you take out loans against them for even like starting up a business or or doing something else. So yeah. you can become your own bank instead yep. of, let's say you even wanted to go buy a new car. Like you can become your own bank borrow the funds, buy the car, pay yourself back plus interest, and that all goes back into the retirement account. So you're saying you would be paying from one pocket to your other pocket instead of paying from one pocket to uh, an external Somebody bank. else's pocket. Somebody else's pocket. I, I personally don't like reaching into other people's pockets. Yeah. I, it's I, just I, awkward. <laughs> they, they give me weird looks. Then they call the cops, and it's just it's all downhill from there. Cool, man. There's so I, I feel like we could go on forever. I think we've hit our, our time limit for this episode. Uh, there's so many more things we could dive into with you know IRA LLCs and other. Th- I mean, there's some really cool things that you can do once you start oh, self-directing your retirement plans and even collaborating with if it's structured correctly, being able to do investments and deals with people that you normally wouldn't be able to, like your spouse or your children or your parents. Um, that would be considered what's known as a prohibited transaction, a prohibited party, uh, because of self-interest. But you can do it if you understand the structure and you structure it correctly. So, but maybe that'll have to be a topic for another day. We'll see. Yeah, if, I, if I think the like biggest thing topic. to remember is nobody cares more about your money than you do. So yeah. why would you turn it over to somebody else to manage? That's my personal sense. opinion. Uh, a financial advisor or even an investment firm is going to tell you something different. Because that also benefits them. Right. But if you take control of your investing and you understand what you're investing in, we're, we're biased towards real estate because I think real estate is a common denominator. Everybody either owns or has lived in real estate. 
Yeah. Period. Yep. Not it's, everybody's run a business. Not everybody has uh, picked great stocks. Let's yeah. say. So. I agree wholeheartedly. So yeah, just do what do what you know, and I mean, yeah. Obviously, we're biased towards real estate, but do what you know, invest in it, and I, the whole spray and pray thing of. Oh, just don't worry about it. Just you know, diversify. Put, yeah, diversify, and just go ahead and put in, you know, uh, two hundred dollars a week for the next fifty years. Now, if you look at your if you look at your policy value, it's actually going to go down when the market goes down. And you know what? You're going to lose ten or fifteen or thirty thousand dollars some years, but then the next year you're going to make it back up. So don't don't even look at it. I remember having that conversation when I had a 401k at a job years ago. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I should <laughs> not care that I am losing tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah, don't worry, because you're young. And then over time, it's actually going to keep growing. Well, if there's any financial planners on this, they've already stopped listening to this episode because we pissed them off. But I'm sorry, but that's stupid. <laughs> I'm well, not and, going and to it's do not that. to say all financial planners. Some financial planners will talk about real estate. And they're, yeah. And so we love you. <laughs> yes, we do. Now, let, let's take last year, for example. So yeah. I had a major dip in my 401k, major oh, with, shoot. with the pandemic and everything that was going on. So let's say I lost 50% of my retirement account. And, and it wasn't quite that, but it was pretty dang close. The I know people I'm, who did. I, the reason I'm choosing 50% is just because the, the cowboy math is easier right now. So let's say I have $100,000 in my retirement account and I lost 50%. Okay. Okay, I've got $50,000. What kind of a return the next year do I have to get to make up and just break even from that loss? Oh, shoot. I don't remember the math, but it's higher than you would think. Most people it's think It's 100%. Like, yeah. The next year to get back just to where I started from, I have to make a 100% return. Yeah. in that retirement account, in the stock market. Those aren't odds that I'm going to put on the stock market, but those are dang good odds when I talk about real estate. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at, when you look at losing the value of what's in your portfolio where it, where it decreases and then thinking, oh, I just need to do the same to get it back up. No, you don't. No, you have, if, to, you have to get quite a bit more yeah, the returns to, to make up have, what you lost. And just that's to get not, back to the starting spot. That's not something they talk about a lot. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we've, I think we, I think our listeners' ears <laughs> this are bleeding is, this now. This is the fourth time we're going to wrap up this episode. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking about retirement accounts. <laughs> Don't you have anything you, else to talk about? Can you yes. tell we enjoy this? <laughs> it's really important. Once you start running the numbers and seeing what kind of returns you can get, tax deferred and or tax free, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. So look into it more, guys. It's really, really powerful. What uh, next week? I know we're not going to be talking about retirement accounts. No, so, we're not. So you're welcome. We're, we're hoping this could be a, a much funner episode. Uh, we're still trying to finalize details and, and have a guest on possibly next week. Yeah. So we, it's not final yet. We're we're going to see. It might be a different episode depending on schedules. Yeah. But uh, we're trying to finalize those details and, and make sure because we had to do some adjustments. And, uh, you know, just stay tuned and see what happens next week. Yep. And if it is, hopefully the guest we're hoping for, it's going to be a topic that you guys are going to be very surprised about. You're like, what? 
Champion Hustle? What? Yes. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. It's gonna be but it's gonna be really good and very beneficial for us as well as for all you guys. So yep. we look forward in the meantime. Remember, you can plug in and connect with our, our different uh, you know, podcast platforms, our online uh, community, the different resources, our social media accounts. All that good stuff can be found. Where can it be found, Levi? Ooh, none other than our website, championhustle.com. Championhustle.com. That so. is your resource hub for what we have available. And, uh, you know, we keep that up to date. So yep. check in, check back often, connect with us. Let us know what what topics you guys are really, you know, dying for. What yeah. what do you want to hear about? And let's yeah. see if we can get it to you. Absolutely, guys. Well, thanks for joining us this week, and we hope you have a great week. We'll see you soon. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle Podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com.